This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, zero dollar delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. devil are we all welcome along it's nine o'clock it's friday night and it isn't cracker jack this is letter till i die tv the debate show and if you're too young to know what cracker jack is ask your parents <laughs> this is letter till i die tv on youtube if you can give us as it says there a subscribe smash the likes and click the notification bell i will love you forever and if you are li- listening on your favorite podcast platform and we are on, I keep finding new ones every day I've never heard of that wrong, but if you're all listening to us 
on Catch Up on your podcast platform. Thank you very much for lending us your ears. Um, this is where you can find us. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Broadcasting live worldwide. Indeed. Well, normally, as you know, my shows aren't particularly serious. Um, you know, we have a bit of a laugh, a bit of banter. Um, obviously, I've got the chat shit get banged show coming up, which is a, a total banter show. Uh, but I wanted to address the subject tonight that is not not necessarily funny. Um, but I do want you guys, if you're watching, to join in the chat. But please do keep it respectful. And do you know? Do do accept the subject we are talking about and respond to that um, as an adult, shall we say? Uh, but we're looking to the football and racism, uh, homophobia, and sexism within within the sport. You've all heard of the Athletic, I'm sure you have. Um, Matthew, good evening. How the devil are you, sir? Thank you for, for popping along. Um, supporting Proud Terriers tonight. You are most welcome, mate. You are most welcome. Uh, I know I know you're a Huddersfield fan, but give us a subscribe. We'll love you. Uh, we'll share the love. Um, no, the, you know the athletic uh, online sports uh, programme. I, I did a thing for them uh, over a year ago now. That they contacted me and said, how do you deal with racism in the group? And I said that, um, you know, I have certain words within my Twitters, within my Facebook, within the YouTube here that I don't allow. And basically they're banned. And if anybody sort of uses one of those words within a, a post, then it doesn't appear, it gets banned, it's cut out straight away. Um, obviously people can be clever and change a few letters around, etc. And they said, what about taking the knee? Because taking the knee was the big thing at the time. And I actually said, and I was a bit embarrassed after I thought about it, and, and, and this was published in The Athletic, I actually said, I don't allow any posts about taking the knee because of the trouble it may cause. And I thought afterwards, when I actually read it, you know, writing it's one thing, reading it in, on, online is another, and I thought... Am I chickening out here? Am I kind of taking the easy route? But you know footballers, and every team's got them, and it's not just my my my, my Facebook group that, that it affects. You put something like that supporting taking the knee, and obviously a lot of people necessarily don't disagree with it. Um, and... You know that there's going to be a certain minority that are going to give abuse and are going to um, have a go and be rude and horrible. And I don't think it's fair that that is, a, you know, that they are allowed. Because I can't see every little thing as it goes allowed, you know, on. Yes, it alerts me. Yes, I come back to it, you know, maybe in the two hours when I've got in from work, whatever. Don't work now, but you know what I mean. But by then, obviously, the hurt and the distress has been, been caused and people then... Um, sort of message me and say, well, have you seen this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and basically, I kick people out. And it's zero tolerance. That That is the way I look at it. Now, is that right? Should I be having zero tolerance? 
or should I allow people to have free speech? But then, you know, it causes the trouble. We're in the middle at the moment as well of the women's football Euros. Now we're in the, now we're in the year 2022. And I put a post up after the England game because I did a watch along to England, Austria. And I put a post in my, my say, Less Little I Die Facebook group, as I always do on Twitter, and saying, you know, this was the show. If you've missed it, come and watch. It was a great game. You know, England won. There was no rolling over and doing, you know, 10 pirouettes and a dive and you know, looking for a score and, and no cheating, no picking on the referee or anything like that. And maybe the men should sort of, you know, note that because it was a very, very enjoyable game. And I've watched all three games so far, obviously not watching tonight. So I'm going to say it is a fantastic standard. And I got people that were posting in reply to that. Well, never be as good as the men's. Yeah, well, it's, you know, just a, it's just a, a, a shit copy of the men's game, isn't it? And, you know, the men's game so much better. And I'm like, did you watch England Hungary? And I actually then had to delete those, ban, the, ban them because I have a zero tolerance. And I, I just, I am now having, when I, when I put a post in saying, I'm like the post for tonight that I put into my Facebook group and I put into my, um, uh, into my Twitter and my Instagram. And I actually have to set it in the Facebook group there's 28 odd thousand members in there i have to set it as being unable to comment because i just don't want people out so am i taking the easy way out is it you know should i be you know as i say being more liberal i don't know well, that's what we're going to talk about tonight anyway uh but all i will say is that like i can say on any of my sites i have a zero tolerance so you know, and, and pe people, as I say, people who don't respect that, I just get rid of them. Matthew, like I say, good evening. Uh, David, uh, thank you, Chris. Hope you're well. I say you never, ever stop pushing the envelope. Progress sometimes takes forever to be uh, visible, but if the battle is worthwhile, keep it front and centre. Thank you very much for your words there, David. Matthew, I am passionately fighting for changing uh, homophobia, actually, with Ryan. Uh, unfortunately, I think quite often it is a battle. Um, I respect your live stream and be nice throughout the show. I wouldn't have any doubt that you weren't going to be. Keep us updated with the score, Matthew. You're watching Germany. Who are they playing? Denmark. Come on, Denmark. Uh, I know it's women's, but it's still Germany. Um, Ian, thank you very much for popping back in. Who uh, are Darlington FC has signed? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, a fan-owned National League club. Yeah, we say, well done, Ian Claudin, but we talk say, about racism, homophobia, and um, sexism. Got three guests getting... I've tried that with my teeth in. It's these new set of teeth that I can't, that can't get working. Um, got three guests tonight. I'm going to bring the first gentleman in, David. Now, he's... He's of a certain age like me that probably remembers way, way back to the 70s when, well, <laughs> it was a lot worse than it is now. Good evening, David. How are you? Hi, Chris. I'm good. You? Yeah, I'm not so bad. Thank you very much. I have been unable to speak today. I've got everybody's name wrong. I need, <laughs> I, I, that new set of teeth were just a really, really bad buy. You know? That was when <laughs> but, you get old, mate. 
It does, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. The memory, everything. If I was a car, I'd have been taking myself to the start place <laughs> about uh, two years ago. I don't think we'd pass any MOTs. No, definitely not. Definitely no. not. I mean, you you sort of remember, I'm sure, and I'm, I'm you're not as old as me, I grant, but... I think you know, I'm pretty back, close, mate. Back in the day, though, it was a lot worse than it is now, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I was thinking about this because this is a tough topic. Um, especially for you and me, who, you know, generally have got away with it. Um, you know, I've had a bit of fatism over the years, but, uh, you know, nothing as serious yeah, yeah. as the other stuff. But I do remember the 60s didn't seem as bad, although I was probably only getting up to about 10 or 11 years old then. Um, but the 70s, I remember it was horrendous. You know, I, I remember, uh, you know horrendous chance and, and the stupid thing is that i don't think and you correct me if i'm wrong i don't think it was a racist thing at the time i think it was just going with the flow because a lot of teams and we're getting black players in the side there are heroes we had you know we had pele we had people like that that we mm. admired and loved Muhammad Ali, you know, all this sort of I stuff. I seem to remember, though, going back, that, like, uh, I forget who it was, the first black player to play for England, got unbelievable abuse. Viv Anderson, wasn't it? England. Was it Viv Anderson? I don't know. I'm not sure if it was, but I know, um, I can't think who it was exactly, but I know I, I've seen the sort of about the abuse, and John Barnes got abused, didn't he? Not just in this country, in other countries as well, but... Yeah. It, it it was it was bad, and I, I suppose we are making uh, making headway. Um, let's bring John in. John, good evening, sir. How are you? Hi, good evening, people. How are we doing, guys? Great. Yeah. Subtitles, I'd say, will be available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you. Um, first of all, your details are in the on on the screen below. But where can people find you? Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thanks very much indeed. Um, you can find us on John Sinclair TV, um, on YouTube, on Facebook, and also you can find us on Twitch as well. And if and if you want to find us on Insta, it's John Sinclair fifty, and John underscore NUFC forty two on Twitter. So yeah, socials are out there. There's loads, and just check them out. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Like I said, the details are in the YouTube description below. Uh, Matthew <laughs> says he's got live captions on Chrome. <laughs> but, um, I mean, you, you can tell from the accent. Obviously, you're a huge Sunderland fan. And <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Have you been drinking, or Chris? Have you been drinking <laughs> <a> lot, <mate? laughs> I'm getting them in first. I'm getting them in first. <laughs> Now, you're obviously huge, huge Newcastle fan, and it's a huge yeah, club. Um, and you know, you've got new owners, and you know, they they've just been some of some abuse online about their history at the end of the day. You know, mm. they've passed the test, they've got the thing. I mean, at Newcastle, how do you find it as a club? Um, I mean, we come obviously being Leicester, we come from this very, very multiracial, so we've kind of grown up so. I don't. I don't remember ever seeing it that bad. But what's it like at Newcastle? Um, every time I go to Newcastle, right? Um, you know, I think the people are absolutely fantastic. I mean, colour ain't a, ain't a major issue at all whatsoever. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But 
when I go in the stadium, right, there's a lot of like few Indians and um, Pakistani, excuse me, French in the West End of Newcastle, yeah, and Chinese and um, whatever. Some of them go to the matches as well, but I've got absolutely no problems at all whatsoever. I mean, we are as the fans are united, yeah, every single time, and I think it's just absolutely brilliant. Um, at St James's Parking, I get absolutely no abuse, I get no bother at all whatsoever. In fact, when I go up there, right, people think I'm a football player, sort of thing. You know what I mean? I think it's weird. Yeah. Gets all courses of names like Musa Sasoka once upon a time, um, Demba Bar, Papi Sise, you know. But we get black players play for Newcastle United, yeah, of different races, yeah. Nobby Solano, yeah, Peruvian, right? We give them absolutely no problems. If you play for a black and white shirt, right, as far as I'm concerned, Chris, they represent my club. I'm a back of 120%, wherever the player, where they've come from, yeah? We've backed them every single time. But, I mean, you might comment later on, like back in the 80s sort of thing, you just mentioned there, John Brown's got terrible abuse, right? Absolutely shocking, because you know why? Because he is that good back in the time, and he just shoved them back in the throats, yeah? Let's be real, yeah? You abuse him, it gets you us back. It's as simple as that. And look, I still think, and I'll copy on with this, I still think football is cre- and racism is creeping back into the game when it comes mm. to players as well. And I've seen it as well. There's a lot of people complaining. You get people like Kaladuka the Bali for Napoli. I think it might have been him, got name called on him. I could be wrong. He walked off the pitch straight away, right? And I think it happened at Denver Bar. I could be wrong again. Walked off the pitch in Russia, right? Excuse me. And it's just absolutely shocking for me if there's any kind of abuse on the pitch and you're guilty of that, right? Look, John Shelby got done for it as well. He got like an again ban. Racial abuse on the pitch, yeah? But for me, anyone gets guilty for that. For me personally, I just ban them for, I just ban them for a yeah. long, long time. Yeah. If it ever happens again, could come out for life, yeah. There's and, 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 and quite and quite no. right as well. And quite right as well. I mean, I just want to bring Ryan in, uh he's been he's been waiting patiently there. <coughs> good evening, Ryan. How are you? Again, yeah. nice to see you twice yeah. today. Um, <coughs> this is a, a subject that is quite personal to you and I, and I love what you're doing and, and you're going out there and you know you're doing I suppose you've got the opportunity to do it um, tell everybody what you do well first of all where, where, where they can find you and uh, and what, uh, what what you've been doing to try and make a difference yeah so um, on our social pages you can find us at Proud Terriers uh, on obviously Twitter, Instagram and Facebook as well um basically obviously the things that i kind of do is, is obviously um a, a number of years back now actually obviously um obviously i came out as gay and then i started to kind of recognize things in football that was making me feel really uncomfortable and i wanted to to, to really create a, a fan group to, to really challenge these behaviors and kind of you know push for change and, and you know, i see it as kind of like campaigning you know in terms of you know, equality for everybody really um so, so yeah like i said i created i created this um fan group and yeah i'm just kind of you know we've had some fantastic you know things that's kind of happened over the years in terms of you know getting the opportunities that we've had 
um, just raising awareness and educating people about it, really. But do you um, have scans, don't you, at the match? And do, do do the do the club support you? Do they get involved, or do they just let you get on with it? Uh, no. Um, and when I set up the group, the, the club have been so support from day one, really. Like I say, we have close links with the sports services of the club. Um, and, yeah, we, we do kind of, you know, um, we're in contact with them, um, you know, not on a weekly basis, but we always have that right. contact if we need anything or, you know. And they've always promoted us as, as well on, on, you know, on, you know, in the programme, you know, on the website and things like that. So they've raised awareness that way as well. So, yeah, they've been fantastic, you know, really. Yeah. I mean, I... I... Dave, I remember, um, like I say, back in the day, it's funny because you would hear, and I'm saying Leicester fans because obviously, you know, you might not be able to tell, but I'm a Leicester fan. Uh, the, the clues are there if you look hard enough. Um, and uh, But you, you, you know, I can remember that a black player on the opposition side would get booed and, you know, monkey chants and what have you. And yet we've got three or four um, players of colour in our own side. I mean, I just don't know sort of where where their brains are sometimes. Well, I feel a bit inadequate in to answer this because obviously I'm not black and I no. don't, I can't see it from that point of view. But I've always had that argument that, I mean, if I listed once the top 10 sporting heroes of mine, I think seven or eight of them were black. Mm. Um and yet, and the same people that booed opposition would probably do the same thing. And, and that leads you to think, and uh, John, I'm sorry if it offends, but um, that it's not a racism thing. You know, it's just a stupidity thing. But it happens to be that some of the best players we've had were black, like Johnny Barnes and people like that. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure whether if Pele had come over, he might have been booed, but, you know, it just seems to be a... I don't know. It's it's like policemen had the same thing, didn't they? The, I don't really remember the old Harry Roberts chant many years ago. Um, he was a police killer, and the fans took hold of that and made it into a chant and stuff like that. And it just seems their brains are so limited that they latch onto things like that. Mm. Um, I mean, do you think, Dave? When I, I mentioned this at the start, and then I'll, I'll go around the whole panel with the same question. But Dave, did as I say, I was surprised that we saw, um, you know, the England-Austria players before their game in the uh, women's Euros. We, we, you know, we saw them take the knee, but then I've seen two games since, and I don't know if they did it in the Germany-Denmark uh, game, but certainly uh, in the Norway-Northern Ireland and the Spain-Finland they didn't take the knee and that sort of surprised me in you know in in the uk that that wasn't sort of almost part you know said explain to them that you know this is part of the the, the game now over here yeah i mean i'm told that the people that boo taking the knee and i don't know how true this is they they are offended by bringing politics into sport how you can separate them i don't know um and i think I'm I'm of mind that carry on doing it because anything that keeps people's minds on the problem is got to be good. Mm. Um, so I have nothing, no problem with it at all. They think it's diverting everything away from sports, but you know, from the days when I was a kid watching it, politics is sport. You know, the, when England won the World Cup 
Labour Party used it. They played in red. You know, it's just politics. Um, and you have to, you just have to live with it and do your best to try and make people aware that it's not right what they do. No. Uh, and John, I was very much, I'm going to be honest with you. And, I, and yeah. like I said right at the start, my stance on racism and uh, homophobia and sexism, it, you know, it's zero tolerance. But I was kind of getting to the point where um, every time I, did, I understood why they were doing it, and I understood the fact that they that they did it, uh, and it was obviously you know, and the cameras were showing the match that was there. But then on every single match of the day clip afterward, they always showed you know that as part of the match. And I was getting to the point of come on, okay, we know it, blah blah blah. But now that it's not happening, I'm seeing it not happening. I'm getting angry because it's not happening. Yeah, I mean, what you, you mean by that sort of thing? Um, I can understand why you get a little bit angry, sort of thing. Like, but when's this gonna end? When's this really gonna end? All this racism and stuff like that, mm. sort of thing. Can you honestly say it's gonna end? Do you think people are teaching old people teaching kids as well? You know, stop being racist. So you can't say this and that on top of it's not right. Mm. But they won't listen to their families. They listen to their mates. They think it's cool to have a group of people on the pitch. And it's not come back on the, the knee thing, right? You're going to take the knee. That's been on for a couple of years, right? Since COVID. Yeah. Me personally, I think they should stop it now because it's gone on for way too long. Just come on the pitch, play your football, sort of thing. You know what I mean? But we know we need to kick a race. Um, we know we got to stop this. But at the end of the day, something needs to be done about it, you know. But I just think um, you don't see it in American football and this and that and Toba. I think we're the only one who does it now. So. I think it needs to stop now and just get on with it now, you know. You made a point, you made a stand, cool. Would you oh. agree with that, Ryan? I mean, it's, it's a fair point. And, and one, which, as I say, I would have I would have said, like I say, until I suddenly find myself saying, like, what's going on? Why is it all stopped sort of thing? Yeah, I can understand what John's saying, but I just think that it's still very powerful in terms of, you know, seeing people, you know, stand together against this, you know. And I, ju I just think that, England doing it and then other teams not doing it. You've got a question why they're not doing it because it's as if they're saying they're not kind of wanting the quality in the game, you know. I understand what you're saying, John, but I just think that it is still relevant and it still does need to happen because it's, it's, it is powerful. It is. It? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think I was just today at the start, Ryan. I mean, I think as we go through the generations, it's getting better, you know. Yeah. My, my dad was certainly not, I don't know how you would, would break down a racist, but he was of a generation, you know, where, you know, people of colour were only just starting to come to this country. Now, my son, he's yeah. he's completely at the other end of the scale. He's in, in a generation where, you know, it's virtually 50-50 in schools and he's growing up used to it. It, it is nothing different. Um and if you look at sort of homophobia as well, it wasn't so long ago that it was actually legal in this country. And I think as it's getting as it's going down, it's getting better with each generation. But it, that is going to be a long way of round of doing it, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think that obviously, uh, me being from the generation that I am, I, I obviously understand that it was a lot worse, you know, maybe, you know, before my time, you know, 30, 40 years ago. But I still think that, um, you know, it's it's still quite bad, um, and we we just have to keep kind of pushing for this because um, it's. I feel like 
it's still a very big issue in, in, in football, especially that's what I kind of follow mostly. Yeah. Uh, I do. Um, even though we've seen progress over the years, it is still bad. I can only speak of what I've kind of experienced and kind of things like that. But I understand it was even worse, you know, you know not so long ago. And like yeah. I say, homophobia is still not, you know, kind of, you know, illegal in stadiums, which it should be as well, because that's, but you know, it's as if they're saying that, you know, if you say homophobic and use in a stadium, it's allowed and it'll be okay. You've got to put those balls in place to back, to back, you know, to, to back that support for me. Yeah. Um, what we'll do now, I think we'll see if we, if we uh, I'm trying not to get the two mixed up if you're trying to keep them sort of separate. So I'm trying to think of the best way to do this. But coming back to what Ryan said, um, and let's let's stick with we'll stick with racism first because I've got some really stats that I want to go through on uh, on homophobism. But um, John, I mean this is this was this was um, John Barnes, and we all know John Barnes is one of the more famous uh, footballers uh, who you know he admits he was repeatedly racially abused while playing for Watford and Liverpool uh, in the nineteen eighties. Including being pelted with bananas on the pitch, um, yeah. I don't think I don't think you'd get away with that now because there's so many cameras and what have you. Um, and he believes football can do nothing to change racism. I mean, his quote is, and this is what he told Sky News: "Football can do nothing to change racism." And there have been signs that an increasing number of players are questioning the impact of taking the knee. Uh, so, what is the future of the protest, and has it achieved its aim? Um, I just uh, don't. The Huddersfield fans are still powerful. I'm gonna have to agree with him as well. That it's still powerful, by the way. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, you know, racism's gone on for years and years and years. We try to kick it out, and um, I'm afraid it's still a little bit of the same. But, um, what John Barnes has said there, I mean, I said he's kind of right, you know what I mean? But, um, he's been there before, so something needs to happen very, very soon. Otherwise, nothing will miss. I don't know what you take if on that one. If we stop it, though, David, if we stop it, is I blame it, is the parents. I blame the under the carpet. I blame the I was going to say that the parents as well. I was going to say that as well. Go on. Yeah, I mean, it's their fault. If you bring your children up properly, with show them how to respect people, whatever, they, they don't start off life as a racist. You know, it's pushed into them by parents. Um, and I'm sorry, but there is no other where to put the blame initially. Mm. Schools, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know enough about it for that. But um, I mean, John, you were growing up in a tough part of the world. Um, yeah. You know, you can tell me whether it's in schools. Um, I'll go have to agree as well. It's down, it's down to the parents as well. And then on the school, this thing comes to the home. Right, they got instilled discipline to the parents, right? And then the school takes over from there. But if you're not gonna learn from it, my motto is if you don't know, right, the situation, ask your family first before you go and be your mates or thing. Get them advice your family first, they know best. But yeah. unfortunately nowadays, I'm, I mean back in my time, back in the eighties, I was I've been called names, like you know, I'm not gonna say it on here, it sounds not right, you know. And I think it's absolutely shocking. We talk about the 70s and the early 80s that like, they call you black, this and that, and talk about sorry, but 
at the end of the day, I've been called out nearly every day. Believe you and me, guys, it flipping hurts. Do you know what I mean? And if I if I got mad at them, they're just gonna win. So I just say, you know what? I just go know it. Let them carry on. I just go from there. That's not right, though, is it? This it's is what I was saying at the beginning, Chris. That I'm not qualified to think or talk about it because it's never happened to me. No, um, no, but you, I'm just you. You would have yeah. views on it. You but know, if any you... of my children behaved like that, they'd soon find out. Oh yeah, uh, and, and they wouldn't because yeah. they've been brought up to know better mm -hmm. than that. And yeah. this is what worries me that it's still going on in the 21st century when people should have learned. And I grew up in Nuneaton with um, when the West Indian guys came over. It was brilliant, you know. Yeah. I mean, playing different people and eating different food. I mean, you know, I'm not being condescending. It was just great. Um, and I've carried that all the way through. Um, and, you know, I've played a lot of cricket. <laughs> God forbid I'll give for a six-foot-five West Indian bowler, you know, we pay yeah, a lot yeah. of money for. I did an Anthony there. I, I popped out the show. I don't know. <laughs> That's all right. I had to fix on your cough, my laptop, and I, I, I just did. Yeah, another beer. But the point that um, Matthew made there, um, Ryan, and, and going on from what David was saying, isn't is nobody taking responsibility for this? You know, I mean, are, are the clubs doing enough? I mean, you know, they, they, you know, you got stewards, and stewards don't go in if there's any trouble because a, in fairness, you don't know, you know. All right, so people are supposed to be searched when they go in, but how often do we see, you know, flares going off? You don't know if people have got a knife on them or not, you know. And the stewards, <laughs> I mean, I've been a steward. I mean, I'm totally, you know, just at Paul Town down here. And, you know, you don't know what people are going to do to you if you go up and ask them to stop. You're likely to get a mouthful of abuse back. Um, clubs, obviously, they've got the cameras, but it's, you know, tracking them down because people change seats and what have you. And are social media companies still doing enough, Ryan? I think, obviously, first of all, let's touch on social media. I don't think they are, though, because, you know, you see the amount of abuse that's on social media. It's, like, it's very toxic, isn't it? It's also very toxic as well, so we've got two sides of it, but... When it is toxic, I don't think enough action has been taken. Uh, I think that, you know, it, it's, it, it is sad, really, because, I mean, I suppose over the years probably has got better in terms of, you know, um, like I say, Matthew was talking about, obviously, the Euro final. I think there were kind of convictions made uh, through the uh, through the social media. But I, I just think there was one instance, and I don't think it's, it, it's done enough. I mean, in, in reality, I mean, you know, the steward in this country, let's talk about the steward at the moment. I'm going on a few things here, but I don't think the stewarding is good enough in this country either. <laughs> I mean, if you look abroad, you know, the stewarding is a lot better and, you know, and there's more, there seems to be more control, you know, into, I, I don't know, maybe I'm not really being to many abroad, but it just has that sense to it. Um, but yeah, I think that obviously clubs, um, well, you know, clubs can, you know, support, you know, you know, can condone this baby, but they can't control, you know, maybe fans' behaviour in the stands. But they can still stamp down and, they, and and make the relevant actions for sure. But it's very hard yeah. to pinpoint who who who's doing things in a stadium as well because um, it it just depends if it's a group of people that are doing or maybe an individual. But uh, it's not always easy to find, you know, unless it's reported there at the time, which obviously there is features for that now. By the way, obviously, 
and they're just when, and when it's done, they just no pun intended, but they disappear into the crowd, don't they? Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. Dave, um, coming to you about social media, because you've been on the other end of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> been banned. banned from Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. I mean, I can go I can go to my Facebook group, like I said at the start, and I and I was doing this last night with Mike and with Dan. And I was I was actually it was a weird conversation to be having. We were there at eleven o'clock at night on a Friday on a uh, a Friday night discussing uh, swear words, what what swear words should be put down, and we're going through like, well, oh, we've been a bit over the top if we include, but it's so easy on for for me running a Facebook group. It is so easy for me to um, enter those words, and anything that comes up with those words is put into for me to authorize or not. So, for example. Um, and I'm not going to use any a, a really bad word, but but toss. So you've got toss. It can be used in a sexual way or add an ER on the end and you've got another word. But then you can always say tossing the coin at the start, etc., etc. So it, but it gives you a chance to see in what context it's being used. Same on Facebook and same on YouTube here. You know, I've got I've got, you know, a whole load of uh, words that if they, if they come up, I say, as, as, as uh, any mods that are in or, or, or myself can see those words uh, and decide whether we want to allow that that comment to be to be available for everybody to see. So if, if I can do that on my own little basis, surely the big social media companies can do well, that can't. across the board. No, they can't because you're doing it on your own little basis. That's the point. I got banned from Facebook when I was in Portugal. I absolutely have no idea why. Mm. Um, I certainly don't use swear words on it. I, on Facebook, I don't slag anybody off. But, you know, they asked for my ID and then banned me and never got back to me because they're too busy. They're blaming COVID. They're blaming lack of staff. They're blaming everything. But they're supposed to have got back to me within two days. And this was May the 13th. And I've still not heard anything yet. But I've just been wiped out of it. That's hence the new Facebook page. But Twitter, I think, is more dangerous. Twitter is more dangerous, I think. I agree. Because, I agree. It, yeah, it's very hard to follow who's posted what. Um, I It confuses me even now. And I, I think I've been on and off it, I don't know, is it 10 years it's been going? Maybe more. Uh, but that is a very dangerous medium. And I think that needs sorting out big time. Because there's so much nastiness and viciousness on it. Um, but again, in David, is, is on my Twitter, I put these words in that are that I don't allow. So if I get, if I actually go on to somebody's um, comment and you know view the stream and see what the replies have been, I've been there. And I've seen where it said you can't view this comment because it's got one of your words in it. Right. Um, I can yeah. then, if I want to, override that. So it, it, that is possible for me to do on a little basis. Yeah. Surely it's, a, it's an extra algorithm for somebody with the brains that these people have got that run these things. I don't think they're doing it. Into, I don't think yeah, they're doing because it. Because the, 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 the Twitter, for example, to me, is, is, is the younger end of the, you know, Facebook is now, it's not, you've not got all the youngsters on it. They've sort of migrated onto Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and yeah. all those. Yeah. Um, and I just well, think they don't do it because the numbers would go down. You look at some of the people that make these comments. I mean, for example, with the Boris thing now, there's some really evil stuff gone out there from people mm. who should know better. Mm. Um, and that's just 
picked grown-ups, allegedly. So you can imagine when it gets right down to the gutter, how it's going to happen. And if people are listening, I mean, it doesn't, I don't know what age you have to be, 14 or something to be on Twitter. Allegedly. But yeah, but you know, you imagine a youngster going on there and seeing stuff written. And, you know, I don't know, what do you think? You don't go on it in theory, but they do. I don't think oh, I got God. enough, in my opinion, I don't think I got enough people monitoring the messages as well. Yeah. If you make a complaint, right, saying that he's done this, he's done that, right, and then they look at it, they don't hardly do anything about it. I've got abuse on Twitter before, like, you know, because I'm YouTube and this and that and Tova, I just block and report them sort of thing, you know what I mean? And then what I do, I just done with them, if you see what I mean. But it seems to me like Twitter is a free fall. You say what you want, how you want to yeah. say it. Yeah. That is the thing. And they are still not addressing it. Now, my opinion, right? I could be harsh on this. Okay. Uh, I think you have like a, like a, a password, like a, either a passport or a driver's license. Yeah. They want to have your ID. And if you type it in and if you abuse that, then you are done. That is it. One shot. You abuse it. Yeah. Offset yeah. people. One of us sort of thing. They check on your record and said, this guy's done. If he tries to get back in again, right? They go, oh, hang on a minute. This is the same as before. We're not letting him back in while he's done. But Twitter and the people have not done out about it. And this is why it's going to go on and on and on. It's as simple as that. And something needs to happen very, very quickly. Otherwise, there's going to be good people going to walk away from this network. Do you know what I mean? But Twitter should be fun. Twitter should be attracting people having fun people helping people are losing all the good stuff but unfortunately you get you got people now telling to f off this and do this and that and all that sort of thing and some of the tweets that i've seen before oh my god it is absolutely shocking it really really is let me tell you let me tell you facts right someone i make a quick note you've got to go on people right um, i've done like a video right and people put my face on that video taking the mickey right and it blocked us. But guess what? I get people tweet us for that picture I read, and then I just report them, try to pretend it's us, try to pretend it's someone else. Now, I'm sorry, it ain't happening, mate. So they need to wake up now. Otherwise, this guys is just gonna carry on, carry on, and carry on. And then they just say, you know what? Stop this, do what you want. Yeah. Do, do, do you think, Ryan, and I'm gonna play devil's advocate here, uh, are we becoming. Uh, and it's very easy to say this, it's the in thing to say, but are we becoming as a nation sort of too woke? Are we going so far the other way now? I mean, I can remember when we played Germany, uh, was it in the Euros, and the, the national uh, the national anthem was booed. And I remember the next day uh, on GMB, there was, um, it, it wasn't Piers Morgan for once, but one of his stand-ins, and he was... I've never known him do anything about sport. I don't think he, you know, he's not a sports reporter or anything like that. And he was saying, oh, there they were, going, it, it's disgusting. It's bringing back memories of the, you know, the war and all that. And I'm like, no, it's bringing back memories of 1966. You know, everybody, <laughs> he's got an opinion, but his opinion was based on completely wrong information. And we're getting to the point, if we're not careful, where it has gone too far the other way. And we can't say 
A, we can't say B. You know, it is a very thin line between banter, which it always has been at um, at, at grounds, and it being offensive. But I would, you know, as an adult, you've got to kind of, you surely you know that whether you're walking over that line or not, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I think that a lot of people's behaviour is now apparently just banter, something out of place. It seems to be used that word a lot, especially you know. You know, kind of experience things that I've had. People always say it's bantering. That it's you know, it's just an excuse. Uh, and and just just a quick one about social media. I forgot to mention, it's far too easy to create a fake profile. And the, and the people that do kind of send abuse on these accounts, uh, you know, is, you know, they haven't got a picture. You know, it's a fake name, things like that. Uh, but to me, you know, the social media platform, you know, like especially Twitter. Um, they just—it just seems to be too much effort for them to to, to do anything about these things. Uh, but yeah, getting out of control, uh, and you know, things do need to be done um, about it. It's just shocking, you know, the things that I've kind of seen on social media, especially through. Well, initially when I set up my group, I kind of used to react to hate that I got through my platform, but now I just kind of ignore it. But I shouldn't have to do. And when I did report it, never nothing ever seemed to get done about it. So. Um, yeah, I've kind of learned not to react, but shouldn't have to put up with it. But there's no at all. No, and it is it is very easy, like you say, to 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 to, to be somebody else. The keyboard warriors, isn't it? You know, mm. I mean, Dave, I, I I know I say quite clearly on my on my Facebook um, group. There's a there's a set of rules down the side. Um, says what I do accept, what I don't accept, and I always say. Don't shoot the messenger. It's one of the rules that I've got up on this side here. It is challenge the argument. Don't challenge the person that's put in the argument. And, you know, I'll, I'll have people that I'll put up, say, you know, Leicester City have been linked with player A, and somebody will come and say, well, that's a load of SHIT because it's the sun. <laughs> or, you know. <laughs> Or, or you're, just, you know, why? What, what are you saying that for? You, you, you're stupid. No, it's, it's you know, it, they, they can't be bothered to read the rules that say I am posting as the head of that, as, as the person that runs that group to create discussion. If I don't create discussion in that group, the group dies. You know, and you've got you've got the people that say like, oh, I never listen to talk sport. It's rubbish. All they ever do is criticize my team. I said, well, what do you do about it then? I said, well, we, I'm being up and I'm a go at them. I said, well, that's what they want. Yeah. They sat there and went, Leicester City are marvellous and should be winning the title every season. You're not going to ring up and argue, and they're not going to be around to do the job. That's the whole idea. And I just think I, it's almost like they should take an IQ test to, to, to be in these groups sometimes. Well, I was just going to say that. They're not very bright, to be fair, are they? Which yeah. comes back to the fact that they abuse people who they see as vulnerable. Why they see it as vulnerable, I don't know, but that's what happens. They're bullies, effectively. Um, that's why they do it online, because you can't get at them. Um, yeah. You get them one-on-one, -on -one and, yeah, let's chat about it. But I they're think. just bullies, and they always have been. The worst people in the world is a group of football supporters in a crowd. In the 70s, it was about kicking crap out of each other. Um, Germany 3-0. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and, and it's only the groups. You know, you, you used to get at Leicester, we used to get the Man United fans coming through, Leeds fans. A few Geordies came in as well. And 
you know, they came across that car park at Filbert Street and you frightened to death because mm. there's a lot of them and that's how they do it. And now yeah, they're doing yeah. it on Twitter because they're hidden. And that's I, I, I can remember, John, um, the, when going back to the, the 70s, when you used to have pens behind, and, and uh, yeah. Dave remembers, you used to have pens behind the goal. Um, and I went, um, I went with my mate, Colin, and I used to enjoy going to the football with him because he was built like a, a, a brick shit house. He, <laughs> he wouldn't, you know, he was like, he was like <laughs> having Mike Tyson next to you, you know, you're a wow. bodyguard. And we, it was a Friday night, and I wasn't allowed to take a bottle in like this because it, you know, it, it had, you know, caps on that you couldn't throw. And I went into into our pen two, which was um, the one next to the away fans. They had pen one, and this was the old Filbert Street in Leicester, and it's against Chelsea. And Leicester did what Leicester never do what they're supposed to do, and they went ahead and scored. So it kind of annoyed the Chelsea fans a little bit. So it set them off. Yeah. There was players going off in the family stand and everything. Uh, they actually broke through from their pen into our pen. There's only about 10 of them. And then there's like a couple of hundred in our pen. We just ran into the corner, you know, and the police had to come in. Uh, thankfully, Chelsea equalised. And I said, I said to my mate, I said, I'm not enjoying this. I, I, I'm, I'm literally living in it. I, I want to leave. And he went, yeah, good idea. So do I. We yeah, couldn't get out. It was actually locked. We could not get out the ground. And so I went back to the police and I said, can you let us out, please? Went, Why? I said, well, not enjoying the game. We want to leave early. And he actually went down ahead of us, unlocked the door, stuck his head out of the thing, looked around and said, run for it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, yeah. and there, was, there was actually a stab in that night, which just shows sort of you wow. know sort of atmosphere. But you now look at the stadiums now, and I know people don't like um, you know the seating; they want safe standing, and I get that. But has modern stadiums at least made taken that bit of sort of trouble out of it? Do you think? Yeah, maybe. Um, but I, sorry, sorry. I, I just thinking back, we. We talked about um, do the stewards do enough, and uh, Ryan was saying probably not, and we can't. They can't do it, but they're they're more concerned about people standing up than they are about racism or homophobia or anything like that. They don't even listen to that. Um, but if yeah. your group of, I mean, they major on all the time about standing up, so I guess it could affect their insurance if something goes wrong, because they wouldn't. They don't do it for our health. But if they concentrate more and had these walkie-talkies to right. There's a guy at this seat here giving it large. We need to get him out and arrest him. Mm. Get the police in and do it. That's the police's job. It's not a steward's job to make an arrest. Yeah, they can, they can evict from the ground, can't they? I assume your clubs they can as well. But yeah, um, it's the police's job and charge yeah. the bugger. You know, make sure they pay for it. Yeah, but I mean, but John, going back to you, I mean, do you do you think it has improved? I say with the new stadiums because. I don't think you can ban people for, for, you know, you put a poster up and people grow a beard so they don't look the same or anything like that. But, mm. aren't, aren't, I mean, whether you want, I don't know if you want safe standing back or not, but it, it's, a, it's a sort of more safer atmosphere. I would never have taken my kids to a game, you know, back in the 70s, 80s, but obviously I did in the, you know, late 90s. Um, I think it's a lot safer now when seats are in the stadium as well, right? Well, I've noticed as well. Back in the 70s, where we score a goal, 
fans used to push you down from the front, from the back to the front. Those were the deers. Like, well, if you like it that way, yeah. And they were throwing yeah. toilet rolls on the pitch as well. <laughs> toilet rolls <laughs> on the pitch. I can remember those deers, right? But yeah. really doing the harm. Uh, during COVID, people have been running on the pitch to grab them, wouldn't they? Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> just, oh, they like, you know, just has the atmosphere. But those were the deers, man. But you're right. But some um, fingers, though, I mean, they talked about safe standing as well, coming back. I've got no problems to say standing as long as it's safe standing and no bubble at all. But I think it's a lot safer now for football. The atmosphere, right? You talk about the atmosphere, is not as good as it was back in the 70s. I'm not going to lie. But as long as it's not any trouble. But nowadays, right, you can take your kids to the stadium as well now. It's all seated. I think it's a better, better safe as well. Safe standing, like I said, that's answer safe. But look, I think it's a lot better. Yes, they spend a lot of money getting new seats in and make it a lot, lot better. You go to like German leagues, well, um, they got all seats in their stadium, right? Surrey A, I'll go to Surrey A games, right? And some of the stadiums have still got terraces as well. And some of them still not um, doing enough to the stadiums, still back like the 60s and 70s, like, you know what I mean? Like uh, lesser clubs as well. I've been to Genoa, sort of thing. Genoa, uh, Legion of Aries as well. It's an old, old school stadium. And it seems to me they haven't done anything about the stadium as well. But you're right. I think it's safer now. Mm. Just before I come on, and we're going to um, talk about homophobia in a second, Ryan. But I just want to take this point up that David has made here and come back to him on this. Um, I see your point, Chris, but the issue is who makes the rules as to what is acceptable banter or not. It's not racist, but do, you know, what do you do with fans who make fun of our chairman dying in the crash? And that is a, a very good point. And you've got, you know, Liverpool fans that have, a, you know, been having a go at, at uh, Manchester United fans uh, about uh, Munich. You've got Man City fans, was it, having a go at Liverpool fans about the 96. You know, you, you, that, those sort of things, I think it is difficult to um, to, to, to sort of go because it's. I, I, we actually had a situation at the start of last season uh, and it was Wolves. And um, the guy was caught on camera um, mimicking a helicopter at the King Pose, a Wolves fan. And it, it made sort of social media news. It obviously it didn't make major news, so obviously they didn't feel it was a big enough story. But the guy actually came on my channel to actually apologise for doing it, and it was a moment of madness, and it's not nothing. And I thought that was that was pretty big of him, but unfortunately, that sort of thing. Yes, it is not nice, but you know, you, at the end of the day, where where do you where do you stop? I think racism, sexism, and homophobia is bigger as a thing that, that, than something like that, as, as sick as it is. But, Ryan, I mean, well, I would say 30% of fans admit they would find two men kissing at a match uncomfortable. I mean, have we not got past that yet? Do you, you know, is it? No. This, this was from, this is, I'm, I'm just reading Gay Times now, um, and it, it hasn't got a date on it of when it was, but it was done in conjunction with Paddy Power. Um and uh, no, they haven't, no, just checking, they haven't put a date on it all. As part of Paddy Power's initiative to kick out homophobia in football, they joined forces with the State Gay Times to carry out their most authoritative survey yet in the attitudes towards LGBTQ issues in the sport. 
but 30% of fans admit they would find two men kissing their lap. Does it matter? Does it matter who's kissing who? Yeah, to be honest with you, I'm not surprised by that stat, by the way, Chris. I think that, you know, personally, you know, would I feel kind of safe to do that myself? You know, if I were my partner? No, I wouldn't. Not in a football environment anyway. Um, so I'm not surprised that that is as high as it is. But like I say, because there seems to be this big stigma in football in, in terms you know, um, you know, it, it just feels like, you know, if you're different in the sport, you kind of get frowned upon and you're made to feel like you shouldn't be there, you know. Yes. And it's just not acceptable. And, and, and yeah, but I'm not surprised by that. But it is very kind of upsetting, really. But, yeah. 72% of football fans have heard homophobic abuse. Uh, one in five 18 to 24-year-olds say they'd be embarrassed if their favourite player came out. I mean, this is... This is like, you know, it's like Jurassic Park time, isn't it? Um, young people are twice as likely to, to say anti-LGBT language is harmless if it is just meant as banter. I mean, there was a, there was a, a player recently, uh, I'm just trying to find him here, 17-year-old Jack Daniels. Um, yeah. yeah, Jake Daniels. Jake Daniels, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm thinking, <laughs> I wish for thinking there with the Jack Daniels, <laughs> with the thing. <laughs> Uh, and he became the uh, first active male professional footballer to come out as gay since the 1990s. And he was a 17 years old. And my God, I'm going to say, give him now, give him 100% credit for doing that, especially as a 17-year-old. I know a lot, of, a lot of other players that have come out have waited until the career is over. Does it, I mean, if you come out, I suppose, as a player... He's now going to get abuse every time he goes on the pitch from the opposing fans. You would hope he wouldn't get it from his own fans, but is you know, should he sort of? I mean, it's not easy to sort of turn it off. But Jamie Vardy's been getting it on the pitch about his wife. You know, Wayne Rooney got on it about the fact that he really had a penchant for older ladies. Um, is that kind of that's the risk? But obviously, it's a risk he's felt worth is worth taking. Yeah, I think that first of all, when this news broke, it, it, it really meant a lot to me, and I know it meant to, you know, it meant a lot to a lot of other people because, like I say, I've kind of longed for that role model within the game to look up to, you know, because obviously it's a very lonely place, obviously, you know, being gay in football, you know, and and kind of you kind of feel alone almost, you know, growing up, you know, not having really anyone to look up to, or it just seems like you're, you, you know, it's a very intimidating place to be football, um, you know, um. I think that with Jake, I think he felt like he, he, you know, he wanted to inspire others to be able to feel like they can come out. Yeah, I think that, you know, football is full of abuse anyway in terms of, you know, people get abused for everything, you know, you know, you know how it is, you know, you know fans, you know, um, shouting abuse at players, if, you know, if they come over for a corner or something like that, whatever they say, you know, nasty stuff to them. Um, so I think that, you know, the reaction he's got, though, has been, you know, really, really positive. Um, and, and I think that it'll help so many people, you know, going forward. Um, and, yeah, like I say, he, he, his teammates are very supportive of it as well. So it, it's, it's great to see him have the courage to do so at such a young age as well. And I have to, you know, give him so much credit for that because it's, it was difficult enough for me to come out, but I'm not in the public eye, whereas he is obviously in the, in the public eye. And the media are looking at stories, trying to, to, to you know, maybe um, 
out people if you could say so. I don't think the media help either, by the way. I think the media are very toxic towards this kind of thing. Because mm. you've seen stories over the last maybe few years where they've kind of been saying, oh, there's a few Premier League footballers waiting to come out and things like that. Well, that's just adding extra pressure that they don't need and you don't need to be speculating on it anyway because it's just not none of your business. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of there's a lot of media hype about this subject as well and I just don't think that helps. But Jake's took on the step and I'm really happy for him and I'm really happy that he's been able to do that. Um, and he'll certainly inspire other people to be able to feel like they can come out. Um, but yeah. But do you think, David, that... If, if it is now, if that guy comes out, and I'm not sure what position he plays, but let's say he has an absolute stinker, right? Um, I, to, to, I, I don't think it says what position he is. I don't know if you know, Ryan, is he a striker? Maybe I think he's a striker. He's a striker. He's a striker. Okay, so David, let's say that guy comes, he goes onto the pitch. He's having a fine game. There's, you know, nobody's having to go at him or anything. You know, different things going on. And he misses a sitter or he misses a penalty. And he then gets abused. And we, we all know, we all moan at our players if they do that. And, you know, we, 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 we tend to have a go at players if, they, if they're not having a good game. Is it then seen as, rather than the fact that it's just the fact that he's having a bad game, is it the fact that we then pigeonhole it into being wow. sort of, oh, it's because he's, you know, it's because inevitable. he's having a bad game. Inevitable. Happened in the Euros, didn't it? Hmm. Happened in the Euros. It's inevitable. Um I, we've been accused of racism at Leicester, which is bizarre considering the city Leicester is. Yeah. Um, so I'm from Nuneaton, which, you know, has been multicultural since the 50s almost. So it's weird. But I remember Adi Akinbaye, and there was talk about racism involved with him when we booed him. Effectively, he was just a crap striker. And we paid five and a half million pounds for it. Oh. Just, um, just as a very quick aside there, on my show last night, I actually brought a thing up. The Daily Mail did the most, the 100 worst strikers ever in the Premier League. And Akinbaye was number three in three. the list. And I reckon we must have had another, oh, Roger Davies didn't play in the Premier League, did he? But No, no, no. no. Yeah. He was actually um, only beaten by, he was one of the guys, two guys that beat him was the guy that, when Suness got absolutely oh, yeah. by him, you know. Oh, sorry, but going, going back. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, Ryan, you, you tell me where I'm going wrong here because I've, I don't think it's anybody's business whether you're gay or not. I've never thought it's anybody's business. So for the need for people to come out, I, I, I find it on you strange. I don't understand it, but obviously, you know, they feel the need to do it to stop speculation, maybe or to just clear the air. I don't know. All I remember is, um, is it Justin Fashinu? Yeah. And the pain he went through when mm. it, it was brought out in the papers, I think, um, which were dreadful, really. A talented striker. I mean, that's all they should have cared about. Mm. So I, I, I don't really get it where people are witch hunting. Mm. And... As I say, it's not nobody's business who, who you sleep with or whatever. I mean, it's not. Um... I mean, just, just to come back to you quickly on that, Ryan. I mean, as somebody who's gone through that, I, I, I don't know because obviously I can't say from experience. But I would imagine once you've made that move and you have come out, I suppose it's there. Then nobody can nobody can throw it at you. Nobody can threaten you. 
you know, you, if you let something slip, it doesn't matter because it literally, you know, people know it. Yeah, ultimately, you know, I think coming out is just being able to be yourself around. You don't need to kind of, you know, um, for me, you know, when I kind of came out, I feel like people presume that you're straight unless you tell them lies and you shouldn't be presumed, you know, presumed like that. But I feel like, um, yeah, coming out it is a big kind of weight off your shoulders for sure. Um, I, th I don't think it's about anybody else but yourself, really, because you, you just want to, to be able to, you know, live the life that you want and not have to hide anything you know and i think you just want to be yourself um uh you know like i say um because like i say and then obviously if someone kind of comes and you say oh ryan have you got a girlfriend kind of thing you don't have to kind of explain the whole thing if, I, if i'm already out then people already know that's mm. they know not to say anything like that but again yeah. people are too nosy nowadays to to to, to, to actually yeah. Yeah. i can get that from the 50s yeah, yeah, when obviously it was a criminal offence in those days. Uh, I get that. But now, no, if you got a girlfriend, now I've got a boyfriend. Or, you know, I noticed the, um, in the, the women's rugby, I think it was, there was a lot, a lot of publicity going on about that. And a lot of the girls were saying, um, yeah, my wife and I had a lovely time. We re relaxed and all that. And it, it becomes natural for them to say it like that now, which is great, isn't it? Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. it's not. I just want to go to the point that, um, and then we're going to come. To, I've got a question for John after this. Um, but I just want to come to a point. You see, um, and I'm certainly I'm not having a go at you here at all, Matthew. But you, you're saying there. I'd like to point out, Chris, that Vardy destroyed the Pride Fag corner, if I remember this correctly. Now, again, he actually would have destroyed that flag, whether it was a gay fl corner flag. A Polish corner flag, a German corner flag, a, a Mr. Blobby coloured corner flag. But everybody then is saying, oh, he did it because it was gay. He did it because it was, you know, the pride flag. Is this no, a he, United? He, was, he was celebrating the goal and he, he went and kicked the flag. And yes, it destroyed the, 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 the stick. He then actually went and made a donation to the, to the local pride society or whatever it was. So he did do that. But again, you know, you, you see that and you immediately say, ah, yeah, he did that because it was a, you know, it was a pride corner flag. No, he didn't. He did it because he was celebrating a goal. And in that moment of celebrating the goal, you don't look at that and think, I'm going to kick that because it's pride. And this is the problem I think a lot of people have with this is, you know, let, let's just put a sense of reality on it. You know, uh, I mean, John. Come back to racism, and I've got some figures here. Um, I know you can you can always read two ways into figures, but mm -hmm. I always find it funny when you know a, a set of fans is having a go, and they have a go sometimes. At, and I, you know, back in the sort of seventies, eighties, they would have to go at their own player because he he was coloured uh, and maybe doing monkey chants, whatever. He'd then go and score a goal. And they'd absolutely love him to bits and be cheering. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you like it. It's not you like him or you don't. No matter what, you have to get behind the player. How on earth do you make a monkey chance like, at your own player? I just don't understand at all whatsoever. Yeah. If I was yeah. playing, they made monkey chance of us. I'll walk off the pitch. And I'm surprised he didn't do that at the time. But look, at the end of the day, right, you either like the player or you don't. And it, it just makes no sense whatsoever. But one thing I'm going to say, right, how does he feel, right, that player 
when they he made that monkey chance at him, how did these players actually feel? I bet they feel hurt. I think they feel embarrassed. And they oh, and they asked the question, why me? Why they have a look at us? But it's it's odd, Chris. It's very, very odd, man. Yeah, it, 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 it is totally, it. you know. And I'm just, I say, just looking at uh, this YouGov poll that was taken, um, half of football fans say homophobia is a serious problem in professional football in the UK. And we probably do need more football folks to come out, but it would become more acceptable. Not that it isn't acceptable, but it just, oh, yeah, so he's, he, you know, he's gay or, or she's lesbian or whatever. You know, it just, it's another, you know, in 10 years' time, you know, would, would people sort of look at this player, Jake, and, you know, make sure it's a big story of it? But I'm just looking at racism. Uh, this is the number of people that think it's a serious problem. Um, in in general population, um, I think it was 10% of the population thought it was a problem. In football, it was 16 Homophobia... 11% of the general population thought it was a serious problem. Um, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm, I am sorry. I am reading that the wrong way around. I did yes, tell sir. you you could, you could take it anyway. <laughs> Let's go back. Rewind. Racism. 36% of fans, football fans, think it is a, 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 a serious problem. 25% of the general population. And the same with homophobia. It, it seems that it's always felt that bit worse in sport, John. And until we get those sort of figures on the other end, the 16, the 30, the 37% don't think there's a problem with sexism in football. 30% don't think there's a problem with homophobia in football. 16, nearly 20% think that racism isn't a problem in football. While that small core remains, that's, that's always going to going to be the problem isn't it yeah absolutely and it's been the problem like that for years and years and years but what do we do to stop this do we um get them get them banned for like, get them a long-term ban sort of thing to set a sample out of them maybe yeah. and then let's hope it doesn't ever happen again right but those figures you're giving us is just frightening absolutely frightening do you know what i mean and yeah Again, it's, it's a YouGov. It's a YouGov. Where's he going to stop, though? You know, um, well, he, exactly. I mean, you know, um, David. I mean, there was a guy um, who, after the game, uh, after the, the the team had played the game, I think it was probably the first home game uh, after the chairman had passed, and or it was the last home game of the season. I, I wasn't there, but. The crowd were doing a walk around. I think it was, it was, you know, you'd got, you know, Craig Pearson was there. Um, sorry, Nigel Pearson was there, Craig Shakespeare, Ranieri. So all the past managers were there. Twelve was manager. And at the end of the game, they were walking around applauding the fans. And there was a fan that ran onto the pitch to give Top, the chairman's, you know, late chairman's son who'd taken over a hook and a flag. And he got hauled away and I think he was banned for something like 10 years or something. Now, obviously, he could have had anything on him. Of course he could. But was that any worse than, you know, hurling abuse at people? Well, no. But you've also seen every pitch invasion ever 
towards the end of the season this year. Mm. Every team had pitch invasion. Look at Forest. They should have banned them all. You know, yeah. it, it's, it happens, doesn't it? I, I think they've got the stewards are wrong. They're not qualified enough. Um, you know, a bit of common sense would have helped. Mm. Okay, he shouldn't have done it, but you know, you've got to use your common sense. And, and I'm afraid all these people in yellow or orange coats or whatever, no matter where they are, whether they're on the railway station or what, they ain't got any common sense. They can't think for themselves. If there's people abusing anybody, whether it's racist or homophobic or whatever, they should be kicked out and arrested. They won't do it, and that's the problem. Um, that is the big problem, John, that the, they haven't got the balls to do it. Exactly. They, totally they agree. haven't, but like we say, it should be easy to do with season tickets yeah. and seats. Took the words out of my mouth there. Chris, took the words out of my mouth there. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ryan, I mean, David touched on there about you know all, all the fans coming onto the pitch. Now, there was one game, I think it was Everton, um, was it Everton Palace and uh, yeah. Patrick Vieira knocked a, a lad over and went to kick him? It was a shame he didn't connect, to be honest with you, but that's maybe me being a bit ungracious. But to my mind, right, this comes down to the organ again, common sense organization. There had been a pitch invasion with five minutes of the game to go. So the stewards, the ground, the police knew that the chances are there's going to be another one at the end of the game because they just had one. They had to, you know, stop the game, clear the pitch, and then it went on again. So why, when the you know the the, the fourth official could say to the, the the head steward or head policeman, whoever, it ends in it ends in two minutes. Were they not there to form a barrier for those away players to walk across the pitch in safety? Yeah, absolutely. There just doesn't seem to be anyone taking responsibility. Right? They don't seem to know what they're doing. I think that yeah. there was talk, obviously, as well, that the Palace players and the manager could have actually gone off at the end. Obviously, that with Everton, you have to walk across the pitch, don't you? But yeah. they could have actually gone in at the at their at the you know the dug outside where they put away. So why couldn't you have given that option to them? Uh, they knew what was going to happen. Yeah. The thing is, though, is with pitch invasions, is is how do you how do you kind of clamp down on that because the amount of people that try and get on a pitch anyway for these pitch invasions, it's impossible to stop that amount of people to get on, regarding, no matter how good you are at your job, you know, in terms of shoot. But I don't know, but I understand what you're saying about obviously Vieira's, you know, perspective and, and yeah, it should have been dealt a lot better than it did. But again, I go back to it. There's no, there's, there doesn't seem to be anyone taking responsibility or having any common sense at all and they're not trying to put things in place to can prevent these things from happening when they know that it happened previously and they know that it's an issue, you know, towards the end of the season as well. But yeah, it's confusing to me. David, I mean, I can remember when we won the uh, championship and got promoted and Nigel Pearson. I ran on the pitch. I'm not going to lie. I ran on the pitch at the end. I shouldn't say that. They can't ban me because I haven't got a season ticket and I live in Bournemouth, so I'm not, not nowhere near the ground. But I... I ran onto the pitch, as did a lot of other people. But it was after they'd done the presentation. You know, the the the, the crowd uh, or the club had said, you know, if you want to see the players walk round, yeah. let them walk round. And in fairness, they got three quarters of the way round and then one or two broke rangs and ran, up, ran, ran onto the pitch. Um, but, you know, it, why can't you just wait those, those five minutes? And I can remember in the Facebook group, 
having arguments with people saying, "Well, I'm going to run on the pitch at the end, whether they have, whether they allow it or not." Yeah. And I'm like, Why? I remember all that. Yeah, you know, it, I, I just do not. <laughs> There's no easy answer. I think that used to happen at cricket. If you remember back in the seventies, eighties, as soon as the last ball was bowled or the last run was scored, the beat the the fielders had run for their lives. They stopped, yeah. stopped it there. Mm. You know, they, they've, they've threatened heavy fines and bans and the stewards are a little bit more aware of it. But it doesn't happen anymore. You know, they get the rope out, they get the stewards, yeah, they block yeah. the area in. <laughs> um, you know, they, they've taken steps and football doesn't seem to care. I tell you, they're, they're more... When you go to away games, there's signs saying that if you stand up, you'll be ejected from the ground. If I call somebody a black so-and-so, I can stay in the ground. How can that be right? Yeah. You know, the yeah. more concerned yeah. about you standing up than they are about abusing people. And that's where we've got to, that's where it begins. That's where yeah. it begins. You you can answer this, Ryan. Um, as I don't know what he's on about here, Matthew, but has he still got fined? I presume that was for crowd trouble, was it? Has he got has he done a previous question if I corrects himself with what Oh, so he's on about the FA finals, but not other clubs. Um, obviously, we had issues um, in the playoff semi-final. Um, yeah. at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe it was um, Burton, because like I say, we, I think from what I heard was us kind of, you know, us fans kind of went over to the Luton fans, kind of applauded them, but then we, someone threw something from the Luton end and then that's how it started. And then we reacted to that, you know. Right. So I don't know, but there needs to be continuity with this. Like Matthew said, I think that, you know, if you, you know, and what is a fine going to do? You know, you've got to, it's not going to, it's not going to do anything, is it? You know, like I say, things need to happen for it to it, change. It hurts the smaller clubs. It's water off a duck's back for the big clubs. I can remember we, we played um, in Europe, I think it was this season, and uh, the opposition fans brought a load of flares in. <laughs> and everybody says like, well, we don't know how they did that. Well, let me tell you, I, I, I've been to Wembley twice. Once for the Charity Shield uh, against Man United and once for the Charity Shield against Manchester City. Uh, or, sorry, the second time it was the English Super Cup because we won it. Um, and both times I was I was searched when I went in. And I had a bag on because obviously going from Paul to London, I had to have lunch with me and what have you. And I had a whole door with me. The guy, they opened this twice. They opened it up, looked in it. And I'd got, because it was warm, I'd taken my sweatshirt off. Sweatshirt off. So I got my sweatshirt folded over on the top. He opened it, looked at the sweatshirt, went fine, go through. I could have had anything un- under there. Now, when it comes to the flares, yes, it was the, I think it was the Italian fans um, that had brought them in. But we were the hosting ground. And I think as the hosting ground, it's your responsibility to stop them coming in. That That's as far as I understand it. But... We've kind of covered it all, but I just want to end with this one. And I'm going to come start with John, and I'm going to come around and ask you all, all the same question. And without sort of naming people, we do know that there's some footballers out there that haven't exactly been <laughs> well behaved, shall we say, for different reasons. There's always this thing that footballers should be role models. Um, and when you see, you know, there's, there's the news at the moment about a, a footballer from London. We know about the Manchester. We know about the the, the Pep one. Should, is more responsibility? Should should the players take more responsibility? 
hundred percent. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I mean, you're a professional footballer, you're a role model to other people as well, who pays your money, pays your wages, right? Who idolise you as well, if you see what I mean. And you've got to be, you've got to be, um, well, professional as well, and don't get it wrong for the wrong reasons, yeah. Just um, do your job, and then people still remember you for a good guy. But there are some people, right? You know, it's all real documented in the news. I'm not going to mention it anyway because it's been well documented. But um, you know, some of these players, I'm not going to mention the names again. Goes and they make a lot of money, right? All it is is they make a lot of money. They can get who they want, right? That is the thing, right? But when it comes down to it, right? I mean, it's how do I pull it? Like, you know, they just fall for it sometimes. They fall for it. And then, whatever they get, oh, you get wrong for it. But look, at the end of the day, I'm not going to lie, but you're right. They need to keep themselves a low profile if they can. Mm. Don't get themselves into trouble and just go from there. So, be in the wrong yeah, they don't need to, do they, Ryan? They should be able to. I mean, their argument is, well, we're just a footballer. Well, yeah, but you're on that much money that, you know, youngsters do look up to you. They, they always did, you know, collecting cards with the pictures on. And uh, I can rem- I can remember the, the World Cup 1970. Every time my dad went to the SO petrol station, he got me a little silver coin that I'd have to put in the holes. You know, we always looked up to the players. And they should take a more of a, a look at themselves shouldn't they yeah absolutely like, like i say like john said you know you've got to be you know as a professional footballer you've got to have that pro- you know, that professionalism you've, you've got to behave in the right way we all know what's right and wrong it seems to me though that you know once they start earning what they do nowadays it seems to think they seem to think that they can well some do seem to think they can do what they want kind of thing um it seems to go to the head of it all this money that they've got flying around um, but yeah, they've got a duty to duty to, 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 to behave a lot better, um, and they have to stay professional. And yeah, like I said, kids obviously, you know, collecting these cards. You know, these are you know role models to these kids. You know, you've got to be setting a better example as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's my kind of viewpoint on it, really. But, yeah. Even David, even now, when I, I look at my wall here, and I've got um, a load of Leicester things up there. And I've got signed photographs, got one from um, Keith Weller, one from Stan Collymore. And, you know, you think about, you know, remember that Stan Collymore, that game when he got his hat-trick on his home debut and that's that's the picture that he signed. And, yeah, obviously we know, you know, his, mm. his bad. But then you've got players like Marcus Rashford, you know, who, whether you agree or not with what he says, he, he's, he's got the balls to get out there and actually do something good. Nothing but admiration for Rashford, so much. I mean, he's a kid with an adult head on it. But the trouble is, there's a lot of kids out there on a lot of money. And you look back to when you were 17, 18, if you're earning that sort of money, you'd go clubbing. Yeah. You would. Every week. Every week. Every Every week. Call as many birds or blokes as you could. Because Mm. you could. So we blame them. Do you know what it is? Go on. No, you can't go on. You know what it is, right? You just mentioned there to go clubbing every single week, only in the UK. You don't see that in the Italian league. You don't. Or no. the Spanish league. Again, you don't, because you do that on that kind of money and you go clubbing on a weekend, you get found, you just go clubbing, you're going to get a heavy fine for it. 
but it's the UK. It's here, I'm afraid. They get their names for the wrong reasons and that. They get time photoed every single time, you know. Yeah. And you just touched on Rashford as well. I mean, what he's done for schools and that, he's been absolutely fantastic. And he's been a role model for the kids yeah. as well. I mean, Boris Johnson didn't like it, but that's another, that's by the by. But what I'm saying is, right, I mean, he he's gone, gone now. Who cares? Exactly, exactly. He's history. You think he's, he's gone? <laughs> well, yeah. I, John, it's never changed, though, over the years. It's always nah. been like that. When people went to Italy to play, like Gaza and people like that, they found it tough because how strict it was, eating wise, not allowed out. Um, they found it. I mean, have you seen that Danny Drinkwater thing on Sky? Yeah. yeah. Um, five years yeah. wasted. Five years wasted. I mean, we've got 35 million for the bloke. Um, and, and he spent most of his time clubbing, and now he's trying to tell us he didn't. But, the um, thing is, guy, I mean, he got for, the thing is, I mean, I listened to um, the talk sport the day, and um, I think it was Simon Jordan and Danny Murphy said that they don't really feel sorry for him. He, oh, Stuart Pierce as well. If he wanted to play football, if he really did, then he could just say, right, you know what? I'm going to rip up the contract at Chelsea. Yeah. I want to go and play football elsewhere. And now, no, what he decides to do, he decides to sit on the bench and all Newcastle, some of our Newcastle players are doing that as well, by the way. But all I'm seeing that uh, Dan Drinkwater, he's a professional footballer. Oh, is he 33, 34? <clears throat> Excuse me. So he sat Something on the bench. Like yes. Yeah. He, should, he should have played football. Fine, you know what I mean? Oh, and by the no, way, no. he should never left Leicester. He should never left Leicester. No, no, no he, he didn't. And the grass is always greener. And I think that's the thing you can always say if a player's thinking of leaving. Well, you know, we just quote, we call, we call it doing a Danny these days. But you've just got to quote him as, <laughs> as, as an example. But there are a lot of players around, a lot of clubs that aren't getting, you know, I mean, what's um, Grealish at Man City, £100 million for the player, first ever billion-pound player. He's not a regular, and he's having to sit on the side. He doesn't go out doing what Danny Drinkwater does. He doesn't go out drink-driving. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm not an animal lover, but I, I wouldn't wish any harm on any animals. But you know, just having there saying like, "Well, I had my dad died, then my dog died," and I'm like, "Oh, come on, you know." But uh, right, it's always I, an I excuse. There, there is exactly. There's always an. The thing is, they won't look at themselves. That's the no. problem. It's always somebody else's fault, you know. Uh, but Matthew, um, no sorry, sympathy, Matthew's got a point here, and I did say I would come back to this uh, to to end on here, uh, and I appreciate everybody coming on. Uh, but Ryan, I mean, speaking of, uh, he said, speaking of upcoming World Cup issues regarding LGBT, Qatar should not host the tournament. Now, on the day, if I was a criminal, if I was a criminal, I'd very much like to be. Have my case heard today, because Seth Blatter got away with it, Fatini got away with it, Starmer got away with it, Angelo, whatever she's called, all got away with it. Great, you know, it's just the days when that you don't get prosecuted or or you get found not guilty. But I get the FA wanting to go to these different countries um, and promote the game, but you've got to look at. Where you're going because, like you say, you know, is it? I, I went, I went to South Africa a couple of years ago on a on a safari. It sounds better than it than it was, but started off in Johannesburg, 
and we went into Jeddah the tour because we were all coming over from different places and we're having to wait. So we went on a tour of Johannesburg and they took us to Nelson Mandela's house. And you look at the sort of places they lived in, and you thought, my God, you know, how did they get away with this? And that guy is the is the total respect what that guy did when he came out and how we, how he handled it. But there's a talk around. It showed they showed you the the, the torn the the, sorry, the ground that hosted the 2010 World Cup in in Johannesburg. Unused weeds everywhere. Behind fences, wire fences, and then literally you go from looking there to looking there, and you see a township. And you're thinking, what has having hosting the World Cup? What has it really done? And I've got to say the same with Qatar. Yeah, well, we know we know why Qatar got it. Obviously, you know yeah. we do know. Um, yeah, there's a, a lot of videos out there that, that people need to have a look at about like the 1978 World Cup in Argentina. How come Argentina got all the night games in the cool? In the, you know, air, a lot of it. But for that reason alone, Matthew. And sorry, it's been a long question here. But for that <laughs> reason alone. <laughs> If we're gonna, if we are going to take it to places and and spread the word, and I get that, then let's not give it to Germany twice or Mexico twice or America twice. But it, it's got to go to the right places, hasn't it? It has actually, yeah, it really has. And this kind of obviously kind of being vocal about this on my social media about you know Qatar being able to host this tournament. Um, you know, FIFA kind of said you know they, you know. The, they're all for equality and things, but technically they're not if they're allowing a place like Qatar to host the World Cup. Now, I know money's involved and that's all they care about, but the reality is, is there's a lot of issues over in Qatar, uh, not just home folk, there's, there's all sorts of issues, you know, and, but from my perspective, you know, not being, you know, not that I would go anywhere, but, because it is a long way away, but the reality mm -hmm. is, is, I wouldn't actually be able, I wouldn't be safe in Qatar and I wouldn't be able to go if I wanted to. Now that's not right. That's clearly not right. Um, I don't agree. I don't agree with the fact that it's going to be. You know, it's not even the World Cup should be happening now as well. You know, we shouldn't have to be waiting until you know the you know winter time for it to be hosting. That's another issue that I've got. But the reality is, this Qatar bid and this and the fact that they got it. Uh, I just feel like there's a lot of corruption going on. Um, to be honest with you, and it's, and it just goes against human rights being able to allow Qatar to host this tournament and I'm very I'm finding it very hard to actually in fact no I'm not finding it hard I'm finding it imp not impossible but I just find it very very difficult to get behind the World Cup this you know it, you know when it when it happens because because of the background of where it is and and and, and things like that it's just really difficult for me to accept that it's going to a place like Qatar yeah if it's going to go somewhere if you're going to spread the world of word of football Go to a, a country that's got a football, some form of a little bit of tradition. Um, I mean, like with America, it's obviously grown recently, but at least they, you know, they they they've got some sort of football going on or soccer if you're in America yeah. going on, big, big, you know, before. But Qatar, yeah, but I say, how 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 anybody allegedly guilty can be found not guilty the way they were today? God only knows. Yeah. But there we go. Such is Swiss life. court, wasn't it? It was, a, yeah, I think it was, yes. Yeah, there you yeah. go then. Yes. Um, 
allegedly just in case my lawyers are watching again <laughs> guys <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. the thing is and i know that in 10 years time my son will probably be still be having these conversations and and that's the sad thing you know so much can be done but so little is done and and, and to me to me that's that's the the annoying thing about it david thank you so very much Cheers, indeed Chris. Um, nice to meet you, John and Ryan. Cheers, lads. Yeah, you, you too. too. Well, yeah. Take uh, I don't know whether you're here next Friday. Yeah. I know you're going away. I think soon, I am actually. You are. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I, I need to think of something to talk about then. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could try sexism. We haven't done that. <laughs> oh, wow. Don't, don't, don't. We touched on it. And that's, yeah, probably yeah. The wrong, yeah. that's probably the wrong phrase, isn't it? As well? uh, yeah, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but uh, you haven't got any socials to shout out, but you are on a you give your radio station a shout out. Why not? Surrey Hills Community Radio. There we go. Surreyhills.co.uk. Yeah. Tomorrow morning breakfast show. Is it? No, right. Oh. I think I'm on the, I don't know, nine till 11, I think. To be honest with you, I could lie and say I'll, I'll, I'll tune in, but I won't. I'll yeah, you right. It's I believe everybody that says that. <laughs> it's weekend. It's Sunday. You know. <laughs> Cheers, lads. He, he is the um, David is the professional. You see, over me with this. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. David, no, thank you very much for coming Cheers, on. Cheers, mate. Good to see you. Take appreciate care. It. Take care. Bye bye. See ya. Cheers. Bye bye. Ryan. Give us a shout out. I mean, thanks for coming on. Thanks for yeah, sharing your no. experiences and what have you. And I know it, it, it's, we could still be talking about this, you know, in three hours time. Um, and like I say, we'll still be talking about these things in 10 years time. Uh, but, you know, if we don't talk about it, I honestly think that it, it just gets swept under the carpet and that should, should never happen with either sexism, racism, homophobia, um, anti-semitism which we never even touched on you know it, it never ends but um just give a shout out where people can find you yeah so um if you uh, you know if you're on twitter instagram facebook if you just type in proud tellies um you'll be able to find us on there and uh, like i say we've got so obviously uh, exciting things coming up um in terms of you know uh, different events that we're attending uh, there is kirkley's pride coming up as well which is great to be able to go into the community and obviously, you know, uh, be able to, you know, kind of show what we what we do yeah. kind of thing if people aren't aware. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm waffling on Chris. But um, yeah, you can find us on Proud Terry. I really appreciate if you give us a follow. Like I say, we, our followers seem to be, you know, going up by the day. So it's great to, to get more and more people supporting what I'm trying to do. And like I say, I know you obviously said about yeah, maybe we still we will be still here in ten years' time. But the reality is, is if you look at where we've come from to now, you know, it's slow. We're slowly getting there. It's a slow progress, but it's still worth fighting for and campaigning for what kind of I believe you know football should be yeah. for you know, everyone. You know, yeah. but, the, the sad thing is, I probably won't be here in ten years' time because of my age. But no, you never know. You never know. I'll be looking oh, down. I'll be looking oh, down. Oh, no. <laughs> David uh, says, David, Ryan, John and Chris, thanks you for spending so much time to talk about these types of issues. Wonderful to share your ideas and thoughts. Like I say, I just think it needs talking about it, to, just to keep it to keep it out there. Uh, and I, I think there's, a, there's an easy, we know, we know there's answers, but we need people to take them. 
Ryan, I will see you on Monday. Yeah, you will do, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And I really appreciate, like I say, you doing a show like this because it's important to talk about this stuff. So, yeah, it means a lot to me. So, yeah, cheers for having me on. Anytime, anytime. Thanks for having me. Yes, what a nice guys. Cheers. Bye bye. And and it leaves us with John, um, who I'm obviously you have to say stay on stay on at the end, and I yeah, can I uh, we'll have we'll have that chat. Um, oh. Like I said at the start, I, I did I, I think I said Newcastle at the start. I think that's what I said. But um, you did. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on and giving your thoughts about it. Uh, where can people find yourself? Thank you very much indeed for having us on tonight, and thanks to the few hours um, to watch us as well. Um, on Twitter, it's John underscore NEFC42, or you just type in John Sinclair. If you go um Twitch, it's John Sinclair TV, Facebook, John Sinclair TV again, and the same with YouTube. And if you want to check us on Insta, it's John Sinclair50. So what I do, I do previews, watch alongs. Well, I may not do watch alongs, um, still think about doing it again. I'm gonna do an international reaction soon. Um, interviews, I'll just do anything really, transfer shows, you name it you've got it, so check us out You're a YouTube whore aren't you, you'll do anything <laughs> Yeah, yeah <laughs> As done, Dan always says Gotta be done It's when, we, it's when we start saying we've got OnlyFans accounts, that's when we've got to start getting worried Absolutely Stay in the back and like I say we'll have a, we'll have a chat oh. uh, straight after but thanks very much for coming on no problem. Uh, it, it, it is a difficult subject, obviously. Um, we've not even touched the surface. We've been talking an hour and a half here, and we've not even touched the surface. And I don't think, you know, it ever can be. But it, things need to change still. And I'm sure that, you know, there are – I'm 61 now. I started following football in the mid-'70s. Um, I wouldn't have wanted to take my kids to football then. I do – happily take them now um so it is it is improving but that's this it's very very slow there are things we can do to make things change quicker it's just people having having the means to do it because there are the means there if i can if i can stop somebody saying the f word in any post you know that that player was effing awful if i can stop that in my group Facebook can add a little algorithm that can do it. Twitter can do it. It can be done if they really wanted to. But as we all know, it's you know it's it's money money over safety. I'm afraid with a lot of these clubs. I'm not going to play the video because I don't think it's the right show to play the video. But please do support the people that sponsor the stadium, uh, the um, the channel. Um, if you want any uh, Lester Till I Die merchandise, uh, How the Devil Are You sweatshirts, etc., pens, you can get 5% if you become a gold member on the channel. I think it's $4.99 a month, and you'll get 5% off, as well as other benefits, any other merchandise from lestertillidie.com forward slash shop. If you want one of the videos that you saw, like with the with if you saw on earlier the goals and, and all the little videos, then infra in in <laughs> get me teeth in again, introchamp.com. Uh, and they they're great, they do all loads of little videos that you can adapt for intros and outros. Six dollars, which is about uh, is about four ninety-five, or it was 
before the pound took its dive. Uh, and that's introchamp.com. 10% discount on all your gaming at Faith uh, Faithful Grips. I always, I always think that sounds like an Ann Summers sub <laughs> subsidiary. Uh, faithfulgrips.co.uk. There is a there is a code in the YouTube description uh, along with everybody else's links. Quote that code on faithfulgrips.co.uk and you uh, will get 10% discount. And if you're enjoying the football, the watch-alongs are our Euro Women's Euro 22 coverage is brought to you in conjunction with 3retro.com. That's the number 3retro.com. For If you've seen me do the England games, all my England retro shirts I get from there. They are great quality. All the Admiral stuff, they do, they do Leicester, they do West Ham. Uh, I'm sure they'll probably do Sunderland. Sorry, John. They do... Um, <laughs> hates me when I do that. Uh, they do Barcelona, uh, Bayern Munich, um, England, and, and everywhere. So for all your shirts and leisure wear, get over and uh, and, and give them a look. 3retro.com. Thanks to all the guys for coming on today. Like I say, it's never an easy subject to tackle but it does need to be talked about and it does need to be kept out there. So thanks very much, everybody. Take care. I will be back uh, tomorrow. Is it Saturday tomorrow? Yes, I'm thinking it was Saturday. Today it's Saturday tomorrow. I'm going to be back at 12.30. It's the first Leicester City game. Uh, we are taking on the biggest team in Nottingham. Notts County. Yeah, Notts Forest. I don't know who they are. Some little deep. We're playing Notts County in a friendly at the Seagrave training ground. And we'll be doing a watch along here on this channel from 12.30. It's a one o'clock kickoff. Um, yeah, Baboon, you've just come in late there. Uh, baboon Boxing. But yeah, I get what you mean. I will see you tomorrow at 12.30. Stay safe. Take care. Remember, whatever you do, make sure you enjoy it. But don't do it. If I won't enjoy it, that probably gives you a lot to go at. Good night. See you later. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. 
and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Uh, participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.